Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I am your host, Christopher Thornton, a Jacksonville native and a Jaguars season ticket holder, as well as writer and host for Locked On Jaguars of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find all of my work on LockedOnJaguars.com and on Twitter, at MeStarCristofo. In today's episode, we'll be going over the Jaguars' 31-12 win over the New York Jets, as well as with some help from Pro Football Focus. As well as, what should the Jaguars do at running back with Leonard Fournette re-aggravating that hamstring injury? And a quick glance at the Kansas City Chiefs game, as well as some questions from you guys on Twitter. Now, in the Jaguars' win over the New York Jets, uh, there was a lot of positives going. The Jaguars were posting a shutout for about, I want to say, three quarters before letting up a field goal and then a few late scores by the Jets. There was a little bit of a momentum shift in between, uh, but nonetheless, a very solid game for the Jaguars defensively and offensively. Uh, Blake Bortles had a career day, putting up 388 yards passing with a 76.3 completion percentage uh, and two touchdowns and one interception on the day. Uh, Bortles, the boat, had a really good day, uh, made a lot of good throws. He had a really, really just a perfect throw to Dante Moncrief for a 67-yard score. That was just right in the breadbasket. Moncrief didn't have to break stride at all for an easy, long touchdown to kind of put the ice, almost the icing on the cake for the Jaguars. They still uh, ended up scoring very late in the game with about 30 seconds left, which there was some uh, New York Jets media that wasn't very fond of that decision by head coach Doug Marone. But nonetheless, the Jaguars get the victory 31-12 to and move to 3-1 and on the year and are still in second place in the AFC South behind the Tennessee Titans, who ended up beating the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime. Uh, the running game was, uh, it was average. Uh, had 126 total rushing yards. TJ Yeldon was the leading rusher with 52 yards and a rushing touchdown, as well as a receiving touchdown. Leonard Fournette looked decent. He looked pretty good, actually, uh, when he was in the game. Left in the second-ish quarter, I believe. I don't have that exactly down. Had 30 yards, was averaging 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, but looked like he might have been back and then re-aggravated that hamstring injury and was out for the rest of the game. Uh, big day for second-year wide receiver D.D. Westbrook. Had nine receptions on 11 targets for 130 yards. And really, it looked like it was the first time that I've seen him since Oklahoma that he just kind of looked like that dynamic wide receiver. Called him Dynamic Didi. Uh, he just wouldn't go down. There was a play where he had four defenders on him, and he still almost broke free and went for a long touchdown. Uh, but he just he looked like him old self, his old self. Uh, him and Blake seemed to have really good connections and uh, good continuity on the day. Uh, six, ca- six of D.D. Westbrook's catches resulted in a first down, which is pretty good for you looking at stats at home uh whatever six of nine is i know it's nice but whatever percentage that is i'm not good at math in my head uh it's a pretty good first down percentage had a 90.0 so 90 flat offensive grade per pff uh which is in the elite tier which is very good for a receiver and had an 88.6 receiving grade uh he did however have a fumble Kind of was a little tarnish on a career day that he was really having. But nonetheless, a very strong day from D.D. Westbrook. And we might see him emerge more in this uh, Nathaniel Hackett offense uh, with the likes of Keelan Cole, who didn't really do much in this game. It was kind of the D.D. Westbrook and Dante Moncrief show for the most part, which is fine when you have a bunch of guys, a bunch of maybe not a 
select number one wide receiver on this uh, depth chart, it's it's okay to have some guys you know rotate in and out, keep defenses uh you know thinking about who you're going to put the ball to. But nonetheless, a game that Jags fans have probably really been waiting to see from D.D. Westbrook. Although he did have a long touchdown against the Patriots, uh, I feel like this was the probably the best game of D.D. Westbrook's career, just kind of from the beginning of the first quarter to the end of the fourth, uh, just 60 minutes of good football from D.D. Westbrook. Uh, the defense remains hot. Although they didn't post any turnovers that I can remember of, I might be wrong, but I don't believe there was. Uh, they had no interceptions. The defense dropped two interceptions, three total if you count the one that was negated by A.J. Bouye, but nonetheless was a strong showing from the defense, only allowing 201 yards of offense and 12 points. Uh, they remain first in the NFL in numerous categories, so they're definitely keeping up where they left off. Although they might not be getting all the turnovers and pick sixes and stuff, they're still statistically shutting offenses down, uh, and that's all you can really ask from a defense. As long as the other guys aren't scoring, then you're in good shape. The offense has the opportunity to get the ball back and put more points on the board. Uh, but like I said, there were some missed opportunities. Cornerback A.J. Boye dropped a likely pick six. Uh, if he would have got that ball, he probably would have been uh, to the races and gotten a defensive touchdown for the Jaguars. And also negated a Gibson interception with a holding call. A.J. Boye immediately apologized to Gibson after that play because he knew he robbed uh, Deshaun Gibson of an interception because we all know the ball hawk that Deshaun Gibson is. He wants every single interception that he can get. Uh, as well as cornerback Jalen Ramsey dropped uh, what would have been a mirror interception of last year's Seattle game. Cutting across the end zone. He was even in the same end zone. Uh, Ramsey cutting across the end zone. Kind of jumping the route of the wide receiver. Full height in the back of the end zone. And drops it. But none the, doesn't really matter. Because the Jaguars still get the dub. And then defensive end Unique Ngakwe. Finally gets a sack. Uh, sacks quarterback Sam Darnold. At the end of the first half. On a Hail Mary attempt. And Malik Jackson as well. Uh, gets on the sack board. Getting his first sack of the year. Uh, against Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. Uh, when we come back, we will dive into the unique running back situation that's evolving for the Jaguars uh, with Leonard Fournette re-hurting that hamstring. Where are they going to go for this rushing attack? You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie today. That's M. Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On Twenty Five when creating your account to claim up to one thousand dollars in free play. 
If you're willing to hold out until 7 p.m., you get an extra $25 free play by using promo code Locked On and add 25 at the end of it. If it's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner to take extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. So in this New York Jets game, Leonard Fournette re-aggravates that hamstring injury that had kept him out for the, almost the last three games. Uh, only played a quarter against the New York Giants and then missed the three or the two subsequent games after that. Comes back against the Jets. People are excited. Lenny Fournette's back and then re-aggravates that injury. The team came out and said he's going to be out indefinitely. So what, what does that mean? What does that mean for the Jaguars? What does that mean for Leonard Fournette? Uh, there's a few questions running around. Honestly, uh, we'll go over all the options and see maybe what, what the best one is for this Jaguars team. The first one that's come out and might be the most logical in what happens is, will the Jaguars place Leonard Fournette on injured reserve to ensure that his health, uh, he gets fully healthy? Uh, I'll have to look at it. I believe there's a short-term IR, which is four weeks, and maybe or maybe it's eight weeks. Nonetheless, the Jaguars gave Leonard Fournette three and a half weeks rest, and he still wasn't ready to go. So maybe this might be something to where you just bite the bullet, put Leonard Fournette on that injured reserve, and although you're losing your number four pick from last year's draft for four to maybe even eight weeks or longer, uh, you want to get him healthy, especially if you are making a postseason run again, barring any major injuries to set back this three and one Jaguars team. You're going to want Leonard Fournette to be healthy. You're going to want your bell cow running back when you need him most. Yes, there's a few games in this upcoming stretch that you're going to want Leonard Fournette because you want to have all the offensive weapons you can get. However, you don't want this to become just another nagging injury for Fournette. Last year we saw with the ankle. This year uh, is now seems to be the hamstring. So uh, for me personally, I think injured reserve might be the best bet for everybody for Leonard Fournette's health and just the Jaguars overall. But if they do put Leonard Fournette on injured reserve, what are they going to do in his absence? Are they going to continue to roll with Yeldon, Grant, and then bring up Wilds like they did? Uh, because those three seem to have been getting it decent. They've been doing it enough. They're not averaging, uh, you know, exuberant amounts of yards on the ground, but they're get they're doing enough. TJ Yeldon's really kind of been strong this year, although he had a fumble against the Jets, uh, has been running really well, uh, as well as being that passing back that uh, he really was supposed to be when he uh, when he came out of Alabama. Uh, he had that uh, receiving touchdown, that rushing touchdown against the Jets, so they might just roll with Yeldon as the number one and then bring Corey Grant in, run more of those two running back sets, and then have Wilds kind of as your power back. Uh, that's obviously an option that the Jaguars will likely probably look at more of staying in-house people who know the scheme and can kind of just work in Nathaniel Hackett's offense, but they also have options to bring in other people outside into the rushing attack. Uh, before Le'Veon Bell announced that he'd come back to the Steelers, a lot of people were saying, well, why not trade for Bell? And, uh, I mean, Bell is an amazing talent at the running back position easily one of the best if not the best at his position in the game but he's been holding out he wants money and if you're you'd have to trade big for uh Le'Veon Bell the Steelers said that they want a second round pick and a good player quote-unquote so I don't know what you'd be giving up for Bell but you'd likely be overpaying for somebody who might not even re-sign in Jacksonville next year and you might not even need to re-sign because 
Uh, reportedly, Bell turned down a $7 million, $70 million contract from the Steelers, and we all know the Jaguars aren't giving that to Bell because they have so many other people that they start paying. They have to start paying the Unique Ngakwes, the Mile Jack, the Jalen Ramseys, uh, just all those guys that are uh, likely for a new payday. You can't do that for a guy like uh, Le'Veon Bell. So he's likely out. I'd give that maybe a 1% chance of happening. Now, another name that comes up is Saints running back Mark Ingram. Uh, as we all know, rookie Alvin Kamara came out last year, uh, now second-year running back, came out, lit the league on fire. It was just absolute beast, winning Offensive Rookie of the Year with Defensive Rookie of the Year, Marshawn Lattimore on the other side. And then you have Mark Ingram, who kind of was splitting the carries with Alvin Kamara and was still getting good production. Like, they were a fantastic two-running back tandem. However, uh, was suspended the first four weeks of the season, is coming back this week to play. But how badly do the Saints need him? Because they will be losing Mark Ingram after the year. Do they want to get one final year out of him uh, with Drew Brees likely on probably towards the end of his career or if a team like the Jaguars calls and offers I don't know let's say a fourth or a fifth conditional pick for Mark Ingram like they did with Marcel Darius last year do the Saints maybe take that knowing that they'll lose Ingram after this year likely because Ingram's going to want big money Um, Mark Ingram would fit that Fournette role well he can power in between the tackles and guards and kind of just he can be your goal line back he can be your short guy but he can also ground and pound and he's a very good running back so it would not surprise me if the Jaguars maybe kicked the tires on a Mark Ingram trade if the price was right. And then another report came out today of from Tyler DeVete of 1010XL that the Jaguars will be working out Orleans Darkwa today uh, in Jacksonville. So that's also an interesting uh, player to look at. Darkwa can also be kind of that power back that they need because they have Yeldon Grant who are the catching backs change of pace backs but they they need that downhill runner uh, in 2017 Orleans Darkwa for the New York Giants at seven had 751 rushing yards and five touchdowns rushing and added 116 re- yards receiving in the air so good production from Darkwa last year for the Giants I'm not really sure how he hasn't landed on a team for this year but nonetheless the Jaguars are uh, kicking the tires on Orleans Darkwa and Maybe we'll see by the end of the day or by the end of the week that he'll be signed and maybe even play against the Chiefs because I'm sure they're going to, like I said, they're going to look at all their options. They could bring other guys back like Tim Cook or something like that that they had in preseason. But I I think that the best bet would be for Leonard Fournette to be put on IR and then it wouldn't hurt to probably bring in a guy like Orland Starkwa who has NFL game experience now going into his fifth or sixth season. Uh, and can kind of give you that production as a rushing back. It doesn't have to be the lead back. You can still make Yeldon the number one if you want to, but just have kind of dark was that power back short situations or just kind of keeping the pace, uh, kind of keeping defenses on their toes with the pace between Yeldon and Darkwa. Uh, and then with that being said, when we come back, we'll go into our third and final segment, which is some Twitter questions that you guys have sent in, as well as a look ahead to the Chiefs game and against the red-hot Patty Mahomes. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand-name clothes? Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? There is Swap.com the world's largest consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. 
Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price off your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. Quality hand-inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. Special offer to our listeners. Get 35% off select items with your first order with the promo code LOCKEDON. Plus, find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. That's SWAP.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So the Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos last night to advance to 4 and 0 in uh in this or first quarter of the NFL season and this has come almost solely off the shoulders and arms of second year quarterback Patrick Mahomes who is likely a leading M- MVP candidate at this point probably with uh Jared Goff, Khalil Mack uh, those are probably my top three. Jared Goff, Khalil Mack, and Patrick Mahomes right now going into the MVP race. Obviously, it's the we are now concluding the first quarter of the season going into the second quarter. So it's very early, but Patrick Mahomes has been lights out. Him and, and that Andy Reid offense have been fun to watch. Patrick Mahomes has 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions. And man, let me tell you, that, that Patrick Mahomes, he is electric. Last night against the Denver Broncos, he had a completion to where he was getting sacked or he's getting tackled by Von Miller and was able to switch the ball from his right hand, which is his throwing hand, to his left hand, throw it, and get a completion for a first down to keep a drive alive. It was just, I, I haven't really seen that before. I know it's happened, but just only in his second year. This, this kid is balling right now. And I know we saw it with Deshaun Watson last year, and this year he's kind of come back down to earth. But. This, this Patrick Mahomes guy, I mean, if Zach were on right now, he'd be raving about him because Patrick Mahomes was his probably favorite quarterback prospect of last year's draft class. And he's just been playing lights out. Uh, the Jaguars are going to have to bring their absolute A game to contain a quarterback like this because uh, although they played the GOAT and Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes might be their best quarterback that they're playing this year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 1,200 yards through the first quarter of the season and that's just that's pretty good i mean if you're if you're doing the math that's coming out to 4800 it's coming out to 4800 yards on the season and 56 touchdowns uh granted the stats kind of got skewed a little bit because he had six against the steelers uh but still nonetheless 14 touchdowns zero interceptions that's pretty good uh that's something that you can definitely hang your hat on if you're Patrick Mahomes, but obviously the job is not even close to done. It's a long NFL season. A lot of things can happen, uh, but nonetheless, the Jaguars are going to be – the defensive line is going to have to bring their A game because Patrick Mahomes can kind of do it all. He can scramble if he needs to. He can – like he said, he has a cannon of an arm. I believe Travis Kelsey said that he's seen Patrick Mahomes throw beyond 80 yards in the air. Uh, and that's just that's just unheard of. Like we saw Josh Allen coming out and doing the knees throw, and people talking about that arm. But Patrick Mahomes has a cannon for an arm. So uh, with that being said, we're gonna have to kind of shift the focus to probably Patrick Mahomes' 
most deadly receiver in Tyreek Hill. We all know Tyreek Hill is that dynamic playmaker. He has the speed. He can open. He can take the top off the defense with that just unrelentless speed. And it's going to be really interesting to see how the Jaguars can match up against that because uh, you have guys like Jalen Ramsey who can kind of press these guys, but has kind of been known to getting beat deep. Although he uh, doesn't let up a lot of receptions deep, he does get there and. A lot, has been saved several times by overthrows and just uh, drops. So I think it, we might see A.J. Bouye with safety help on Tyreek Hill, to be honest. it's uh, You're going to have to contain Hill. If you leave him running open or down the stretch, Mahomes will beat you with that arm, and Hill will beat you with that speed. And you don't want that happening because we're going to be in Arrowhead Stadium, which is the loudest, uh, has the loudest crowd uh, and has the world record for it so they if you get that crowd into it they're going to rattle this Jaguars offensive line that's uh, Blake Bortles uh, and then you have Kareem Hunt as a running back uh, 289 yards on the year and three touchdowns uh, broke out last year hasn't really had I mean averaging just under what, about 75 yards a game rushing and then uh, just under a touchdown a game uh, rushing but uh, definitely this is going to come down to the Patrick Mahomes-led offense. It's the number one scoring offense versus the number one scoring defense in the Jaguars. And they're, they're going to have to contain this explosive offense. And on the Jaguars' offensive side of the ball, they're going to have to capitalize on a weaker Chiefs defense. Uh, the Chiefs defense, probably bottom half of the league. I'll have to look into the stats. But they you the Jags offense is going to have to score because the defense is probably only going to be able to hold the they're not going to be able to hold the Chiefs to what they have been all year now if they do that's fantastic but uh I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs are able to score 25 plus this week uh maybe even 30 plus because that that's how good this offense is and it's going to be this will probably be the hardest test of the entire year for the Jaguars uh, defense is going against this offense, which is red hot 4-0 going into this game. They're going to need to keep their heads level. They're going to need to just play their game and do what they need to do. But uh, it's too early for predictions because I don't know what they're doing at running back and stuff. But uh, I expect this to it, – it's going to be closer than I think people think. Uh, early, I want to give the Chiefs the edge just because of that offense. But this Jags defense is just so good that I think they'll be able to capitalize. It really depends on – what offense we get if we get jets and patriots offense game or games that we had against those guys then i think we'll have a good shot at winning this game but if you get a giants game or a titans game offense then you're gonna have a real hard time beating this chiefs team with an offense like that but and then we have one question from twitter uh and it was how many interceptions do the jaguars get this sunday against the chiefs and, I mean, like I said, Patrick Mahomes has 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions this year, so no turnovers in the air. So I can't really put that number high for the Jaguars. I'll say uh, maybe one, two if you're lucky, but uh, I'll, I'll say one. I'll say they'll give Patrick Mahomes his first interception of the year. Uh, it's probably going to be from, like, the linebacking core again. But, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go with one interception. Uh, that's not to – sound negative it's just the Jaguars defense hasn't really been posting turnovers a whole lot granted that can change at any given week but Patrick Mahomes has been very safe with the football so uh, nonetheless we are in for a show uh, but that should just about do it for today's episode of Locked On Jaguars uh, we recapped the 
31-12 win over the New York Jets. We looked into the running back situation for the Jaguars and kind of looked ahead at the Chiefs game. Uh, be sure to leave ratings and reviews if you enjoyed the show on iTunes, Google Play, uh, wherever you can leave ratings and reviews, as well as subscribe to the Locked On Jaguars podcast so you never miss an episode. Uh, we're on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, as well as follow us on Twitter at Locked On Jaguars. We post all of our work there. Uh, it's a good place to kind of find all of our stuff, as well as LockedOnJaguars.com. You can find all of our articles that we're doing, always releasing fantasy articles, uh, weekly injury or daily injury reports, uh, game recaps. Uh, game previews and just stuff like that breaking news so be sure to bookmark locked on jaguars on your computer and on your iphones and samsung tablets and samsung phones whatever you use to to read and get your knowledge be sure to do that as well as leaving those range reviews and follow myself on twitter at me uh i provide all the content good takes bad takes a lot of bad takes but you know i, I always keep it interesting and be sure to check out on the next episode of locked on jaguars where we cross over with the hosts of Locked On Chiefs.